Minimalist management. Staff are a necessary evil. It's very difficult to get anywhere without them, but unfortunately, they take up valuable time that you should be spending furthering your own career. So this chapter looks at how you can seem to be a wonderful manager while making as little real effort as possible. Leader, manager, coach. If you can manage it, you want to be a leader while employing someone else to be the manager. Leaders require charisma, not intelligence, to be successful. Despite the progress of the human race, there is still a vestige of a pack instinct, and the great thing about being a leader is that it takes up much less time than being a manager. You need visibility. You can't be a leader if you hide in your office all day, and you need a strong personality. If all you can manage to project is a propensity to ensure that your budget returns are filed on time, you are not leadership material. And by the way, what are you doing reading this book? Ooze power and confidence with a personal touch, and you're almost all the way there on the leadership front. With regard to minimizing your time spent in people management, a great argument to use with HR is to say that a flat structure prevents people from getting management experience, and therefore of gaining the right skills to further their careers. So you need to create some intermediate management or supervisory levels between you and the staff. I have used that ploy successfully. If you are stuck with a flat structure, you can create virtual teams with a team leader in the name of staff development. You can avoid a multitude of tasks in the name of staff development. See below. At all costs, avoid getting sucked into sorting out staff problems. They are hugely time-consuming and deeply dissatisfying. Coaching is a good thing to have on your CV. You can establish a formal coaching program, but make sure that it doesn't take up too much of your time. If you have awkward staff, a coaching program can be useful because it's one to one, and that means you can split up the troublemakers. You can undermine them more easily when they are on their own. People feel picked on if you do it when the rest of the team is there. Coaching takes a little thought because the coachee needs to feel it's not a complete waste of time, particularly if you have the dreaded 360-degree feedback. A reasonable coaching program requires about 15% input from you, with the other 85% from your staff member. So it's not a bad return on investment. Ask them to come to you with what they want to achieve. That should keep them quiet for a few weeks. It's a learning exercise for them, so make sure that they don't try and lumber you with the extra work. In any given scenario, ask them what they would do, so you don't have to waste time thinking about it yourself. Be constructive in your criticism of their efforts. Otherwise, they might cry, and that won't give a good impression as they leave your office.